welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am still your host, Rich Dotson, and he is still my fellow host, co-host, Matthew O'Hara. Hey, 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 hey. We're back. Week 10. Yeah, here we go. Wait, man. week 11? I don't even know. The season goes by so fast. I'm, I'm losing track. Yeah. When you're in a pit of sorrow as a Browns fan like we are, <laughs> it goes by pretty quick yeah. with a lot of a lot of excitement. And uh, a little reveal into our world. It's really sweet to begin the year because we always get together. Yep. There's a group of us. You know, We get food. We make food. We're excited. We watch football games. And then right around week 10, week 11, we don't even call each other to hang out on Sundays anymore because it's just there's just no point. There is no point. And you think back to 2007, like we were going to BW3s to watch oh, a game. Man, we're getting great. all excited. We're high-fiving everybody. And now we just sit in our own pool of sorrow, hoping to even possibly get a win. A pool full of tears. Yes. Uh. Accumulated over, over the last 25 years of Suckville. Yeah. But Brown, enough about the, us. Brown, the Browns are terrible. Let's move on. Let's move on to things that aren't terrible. That's our dynasty season. But there is some bad news, as always. People get hurt every single week. We talk about this. Of course. This. Uh, Jameis Winston out for uh, could be two weeks, could be longer. Yeah. It, it. I mean, it's a little bit worrisome when the coach is like, I think he'll be back this year. Yeah, it's like a little Agatha Christie novel. It's a little uh-huh. mystery going on here. Right. Like, what's going on with that shoulder over there, Jameis? So, yeah. I mean, this is their franchise. So, I mean, they're going to be extra cautious. They got a guy who's at least serviceable, you know, Fitzpatrick. Um, to kind of I'm in a super flex league with uh, Jameis, and I had like three. I had Teddy, but Teddy things come back. I had Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so That's, I had to yeah. trade a fourth for Brock Osweiler just to have even a starting quarterback. That's brutal. Yeah, it's been pretty uh, It's been pretty brutal. I'm actually in second place in that league, surprisingly. Huh. Yeah, I'm just making moves. Yeah. Wheeling, and de- wheeling and dealing. That's how you do it, man. Used car salesman. So Jameis is out. Uh, this is obviously going to affect a little bit of Mike Evans. It's going to affect a little bit of Deshaun Jackson. We'll see if Mike Evans can keep his hands to himself. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, we'll you see know. when he gets back. He's going to be a little aggressive. Be right. aggressive. Be, be aggressive. So that hurts there. You, you think it would help Doug Martin, but at this point, nothing's helping Doug Martin. Unless he finds a you know fountain of youth, maybe some uh, you know growth hormones, maybe some PDs. I mean, that was, that was a low blow. What? That was a low blow on on, our, on your man Doug Martin. There. Not my man. Uh, he's not my Listen, man either. I just thought because of the pre, I thought he was gonna have a big year this year to try and get paid or whatever. But no, he showed his true colors. No, I, he, yeah. I usually, mean, usually he's a roller coaster, right? Right. He's just been down pretty much. Yeah, soon. he's been. He's been. You're on like a. You're on a merry-go-round with the the, the horse just stuck in the low position. So you're just going around in circles <laughs> at all time low. There's no. There's no thrill of the high. There's no we involved. Nope. It's just like I'm. Gonna, I'm not even getting dizzy. I'm going so slow and <laughs> so boring. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna walk off this ride. Your analogies are amazing sometimes. Yeah, well, you know, you really paint a picture, my friend. I try. Hey, here at the podcast, we like to paint little pictures. Yeah. Just, you know what? Let's give this little Doug Martin a little friend right here. Look at that happy little friend right tiny there. Tiny little baby pictures. <laughs> Look at that little happy Jameis Winston sitting on the sideline too. Let, go ahead, lick that W for the win, Jameis. <laughs> you weirdo. That yeah. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I still haven't seen it, but it sounds weird. I'm not gonna lie; it made like I'm a big Jameis fan. It made me like him a little bit less. I'm like, we can because I looked on that, and I was like, you know what? We I'm weird. Yeah, right, like, I'm not sure, a normal person. Sure, 
But I was like, I don't think we could be friends, right. Seamus. Right. I don't. That's just kind of like a different scale of weird. Like you want to eat that W, and then you, like, the way you lick that W is like that's the most delicious W you've ever seen. I mean, he had me sold on that point where like he thought the W was going to be delicious, but I don't know. Just weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. it sounded quite bizarre. So, um, so another person goes on a IR. And that's Rob Kelly. That Rob? Yeah. So. There that you see that? That's your championship dream going out the window. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Everyone who was relying on fat Rob. So this is gonna give you a bigger boost to Chris Thompson. Uh it's a, I'm sure a lot of these Samaj AP Ryan truthers are gonna be like, Yeah, here it comes. This is his time to shine. I think this is gonna be his time to shine uh his true colors and show that he's gonna be uh not not very uh reliable for your fantasy team. I agree, man. Um but, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is probably going to be, you know, this is going to be his one test here. Hey, if we could be wrong about Devin Funchess, we could be wrong about Samaj P. Ryan. Actually, Even though we're usually right, right about most people, there's always going to be a swing and a miss. <laughs> there will be, man, every once in a while. I almost lost to a Devin Funchess this this year or this week. Game. Yeah, no kidding. Two touchdowns? Uh-huh. That's sexy. Yeah. I like two touchdowns. I like those two TDs. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, so Rob Kelly's on the uh, IR. TDs. Uh, he is no longer viable. If he was viable and necessary for your team, I got some news for you, friends. Your team was going nowhere. <laughs> one, t- you had a one-way ticket to Crapville. Woo! So glad that uh, turd was flushed. Uh, it's one of those non-flush toilets. You don't have to use your hands. You can just like magically wave it above. <laughs> those are cool. Yeah, those are nice. <laughs> yeah. Flush my turd magically. <laughs> take it to wherever you take it. No Deposit need. it to where the rest of the turds go. That nasty place. Magic toilet. Uh, so I wish. You know what I need in my life? I need one of those nice fancy toilets. Like one of those Totos. Yeah. You know the one that like, oh, yeah. heats up? Oh. I had one of those when I was in uh, little, uh, little China, whatever the hell it's called, in L.A. Uh, you know, me and my wife are there for, I think, whatever, for, for something. And we go in. We're, we're t- staying in little China. It was for a wedding. Uh, Chinatown is it? Chinatown, there yeah, Little China. I'm thinking of Big Trouble, Little China, Kurt Russell style. Right. Uh, <laughs> I I could see you struggling for that. Yeah, and I sit down and turn in the heat. You know, I'm like, ooh, yeah. like who knows? I never know. I'd enjoy such a warm tuckus when I'm taking uh taking a little me time. You know, right. And then uh, they got all the water that can go wherever it wants to go as well. You sure. come out like a very. You, you just come out. You put your. Your, your fist on your hips, like you're a super. You're like Clark Kent coming out of the phone booth. This undercarriage is clean. Yes, anybody come, <laughs> come gander at my cleanliness. I'm more clean in the middle than anywhere else. I know, very odd. Uh, I like to get one of those. They're pretty expensive, but one day. That's yeah, I, yeah. I work, you, I work hard for the warm tuckus and right. clean mid range region. I'll, I, me personally, I'll wait till my son stops pissing all over the toilet before I, I buy a nice. Nice new toilet. See, I've just put it in my personal bathroom and tell the kids, no, 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 <laughs> no. If you want a clean mid range, mid 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 region, yeah. do it like the rest of America and get in that shower over there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so more injury news. Yeah, we'll keep it rolling. Um, somebody could probably sit on the toilet for about three to six weeks. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. He's out. Right. Got a boo boo. Is that an MCL? Is that what? That yes, was? yes. Right. A little hurt. So they're gonna give Jamal Williams some more carries. Uh, Ty Montgomery left with a rib injury, which obviously is probably the same ribs he right. hurt before, which is right. not good news. But, I mean, they didn't say he's out, and he might be able to play, which is good news because Aaron Jones is out. So maybe this can kind of give a little bit of clarity to the person that handcuffed um, both those guys, like myself, 
maybe I'll actually be able to play one of them. Yeah, at least at the very least, Ty's gonna be locked in the pass catching uh, role, which right. is still a pretty right. quality role where you want him to be. Had a sure. really nice run at the end of the game. There it was like a thirty yard run for a touchdown. Um, and Jen, Jamal, you know, Jamal Williams is Jamal Williams. He's a north or south runner. Maybe catch a ball, maybe two, but it's, it's really about nobody we really want to rely on. That you know, if Aaron Rodgers is behind behind center, I'd be a little bit more excited just because. I think even like Eddie Lacy does, like anybody will have success in that kind of offense. When you have an offense like that, any running back is going to sure. look pretty good. An average running back is going to look really good. Because they're, they're just not – no one's going to load up the box to stop the run yes. against the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team. What about the Brett Hundley-led Packers team? Eh, they can load up the box a little eh, bit. They're going to get packed back yeah. a little bit. A little pack yep. back. A little pack back. Uh, so, uh-huh. um, yeah, so maybe you can start Ty Montgomery. You know, that ship kind of sh- sailed pretty quickly for something I was overly excited about the Ty Montgomery. Right. Uh, one injury, that's all it takes for these run. It's running backs, such a fickle situation, it the sure running is. backs. You yep. got to, they'll ever take advantage. Like, I, in one of my leagues, I offered a guy a first round pick and Isaiah Correll for Ty Montgomery. And something happened where it kind of like fell through. I bet he's not too happy with I bet himself not, right yeah. now. I bet yeah. he's not too happy with himself. I bet. I bet you. Then not. I went out. You know what I did instead? I gave up two first round picks for Dalvin Cook, which um, turned out great. Yeah, even though that, <laughs> even though one of those first round picks, now it's looking like it's going to be a pretty high first round pick. So, um, yeah. Sorry. Oh, you want to go on? I was going to move on. You don't want to talk about my injury was? No, not really. Oh, I think okay. we kind of covered that last week with mine. A couple weeks ago, I almost cried. It's okay. Yeah. I'm here. I got shoulders. So, so Curtis Samuel's got a uh, pretty banged up ligament damage. Yeah, that's no good. Right. Um, just, he's. Just emerging, right? If you're talking about, he's like, he pretty much is a prime example of my dynasty trades for Deshaun Watson sure. and Delvin Cook. Boom. You trade Devin Funches. Two days later, you have ligament damage. Like, you know what we're going to trade? Dev, we're going to trade Calvin Benjamin because Curtis, we took you in the second round. Right. You went to the greatest college in the United States of America. Uh, you're a very handsome fellow, and you're super fast, and we're gonna we're, we think you can be our better receiver than Kelvin Benjamin. Because listen, that tub of goo can barely catch a cold. All right, comes up here look like a kegerator. <laughs> yes, uh, he does. You look very fit, sir. Let's get you in that offense. And he looked pretty good. Played most of the snaps. Right. Looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you got a ligament boo boo out right. for the year. Let's just hope it's not like permanent damage. You know, those ligaments can be very uh, ligamenty. Yeah, they can be tricky. That's what I was looking for. Tricky. Yeah. Ligamenty, tricky. They can't be ligamenty. And there's got to be synonyms, right? They're basically the same. <laughs> They're pretty word. much the same, exactly. They're the same. Thing. Let me get out the wait, the thesaurus. Yeah, we'll the, get out the Jesus. <laughs> yes, we'll get out the thesaurus. The the, 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 the <laughs> Listen, I have a speech impediment. I don't, I don't care. Right? I'm okay right. with this. All right. I, I don't care about the way my voice comes out. I just host a podcast. I have my own radio show on ESPN show, Cleveland, but I'm like. Uh, What's his face that used to coach Notre, Notre Dame? Uh, uh, yes. That guy. Yes. Or Shan, call me Shan Sharp. Shannon Sharp. <laughs> that's not who coached Notre Dame, by uh, the way. Thuffer and Thuckatash. <laughs> that's not who coached Notre Dame. I know. Dame. That was, uh, what's his face? Uh, I can't. Lou Holtz. I, Lou Holtz. I, could, I had a really brain yeah. stay. So did I. Smell. Mine finally came back. Okay. So he's out for some time. Another guy goes to IR. Uh, a guy who really flashed for about five minutes his rookie year, CJ Procise, out there in Seattle. He's out. They, he's, yeah, he's out. So, obviously, J.D. Uh, McKissick is going to be the passing down. Yeah, the yeah. ankle. He, I mean, process has been hurt forever. Sure. I mean, literally forever. Right. I mean, he's – and guys like that, sorry, they don't cut their – they don't really – Well, I mean, I, I even think his coach is starting to get fed up, you know. I mean, just some of the comments that he makes. 
about CJ Procise is like you gotta get on the field, you know, you gotta get on the field. I mean, that's like the constant thing coming out of Pete Carroll's mouth about CJ Procise. So yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you're like you know, sometimes you gotta flush the turd, right? And, uh, Absolutely. I saw <laughs> you know what he he did flash though when he was on the field. He, he just, did. He just can't stay out healthy. So I mean, um, one last little uh, guy we didn't talk about, Drew Stanton, obviously filling in there um, as the Cardinals quarterback. Also injured, so most likely they're going to be turning to Blaine Gabbert this week. Yeah, that guy. So if you're um, in, if you're in a super flex or something like that, yeah, he's, he's I mean, worth. I at mean, least Stan finished the league. Fitz still has a ten catches, hundred and thirteen yards, and fourteen targets. He's still going to be the heavily target guy there. Uh, I think he's still going to be able to sustain with no matter who the quarterback is. He's just kind of that good. And plus, Blaine Gabbert didn't look terrible at, at the end of last year when he had to fill in um, at the Niners there. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's worth. Uh, He's worth at least starting um, for a fill-in type of I agree. guy. I agree. So. Um, on news off notes before we get to uh, oh before we get to a certain situation, Saints promote uh, they take Jonathan Williams off the practice squad of what team was that? I can't even remember where Jonathan Williams was. Re- regardless, he's now on the Saints. Sure. Uh, so now it's gonna be Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, and then Jonathan Williams, kind of just like that little safety net for the rushing game. Sure. With Dan- you know, they lost Daniel Lasco. Right. To he had a bulging uh, disc. Bulging disc. Yeah, I have that problem sometimes. Yeah, and most of the time when I wake up in the morning. Would you say disc? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I was missing missing form. So, so I got so I, I got headphones out. on. I know. So sometimes if you don't speak directly in the mic, I hear things differently. I understand. Um, so I don't look at Jonathan Williams to come in and be a Russian kind of thing. More of a special teams backup running back kind of guy. It's still the Alvin Kamara show, Mark Ingram show, which is. Damn good show to be a part of. It's a nice show. I mean, they only ran the ball 26 times straight versus Buffalo, which is like the first time that's been done since like 1986 or something along those lines. I must have missed that stat. That's pretty amazing. 26 straight rushes. 26 straight rushes. It was fantastic. They had 300 yards rushing. And some people were like, oh, why would they do that? The way I look at it, too, is like Buffalo has been pretty good in the secondary. Sure. They haven't given up a lot of touches passing. So you start running the ball and it's going to work. Well, guess what? Keep rushing the ball. Until you stop it, man. Our boy Mike Thomas had another solid game there as well. Yep. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Before we get into some game reviews and talk about a little bit what's going on throughout the week, I do want to give everybody a shout-out and thanks. Steven mentioned this for the last two weeks about leaving us a rating review, but guess what we did? What did we do, Rich? We passed 400 downloads. Oh. Oh, ratings and reviews on iTunes. We are the number one rated and reviewed Dynasty podcast in the entire world. Nice. In the world. In the world. That means 400 people. We're actually at 401 now. Sweet. 99 more to go. <laughs> oh, boy. You get the half You're a thousand. Half of a thousand. Listen, at the Big fantasy time. football, listen, I know more people play redraft fantasy football because you're not currently hip to it. When they get hit to Dynasty, it's going to be a game changer because we all know Dynasty fantasy football is the greatest form of fantasy football that has ever been created. So good, it will cause people to never play redraft again like Matt O'Hara. That's right. It's awesome. It is. It's that good. We yeah. should do a podcast about it. We should, man. Start a website. It's a good idea. We call it Dynasty Nerds or something. <laughs> Sounds pretty damn good. Um, like so it. let's get some uh, reviews, shall we? Sure. We'll, we'll get we'll dive through here real quick and see where we are week 11. So we're entering week 11, the home stretch. We got week 11, week 12, and week 13. And for most leagues, that is it. That's it. The season's over for half of you sucky turds. Uh, oh, one of those reviews said, I've never heard a podcast use the word turd. Uh, ever out of all the podcasts I listen to. So thank you for that. Uh, You're right. 
we we take very great pride in that comment because uh, there is a lot of turds out there. You'd be surprised. I and mean, call a turd a turd. That's yeah, what we say. Yeah, if you can't, it doesn't matter how much you shine it up. It's still a turd. So, and unfortunately, when you play, the longer you play Dynasty, you realize how many turds are really out there. And these good players, you've got to cl- just grab onto them, hold them tightly, uh, but not too tight because you don't want to, you know, crush them into diamonds. Even turds can become diamonds. They can. Devin Funches. Given, given, <laughs> given enough pressure. So, three weeks left. Trade deadlines might be coming up here to the playoffs. But for most of some people, the end is near. The season's almost over. Which, for some people, they're probably like, they're they're fighting for that worst team pick, you know? I'm in a couple leagues where people are like, they're literally having these conversations every week. They're like, the bottom two teams, like, man, I hope you beat me. No, man, I hope you beat me. <laughs> and, and they're, you know, they're doing a respectable, they're sending their best line. Sure, sure. But, like, they're hoping they lose. And yeah, absolutely. Trust me, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in one league like that, too. Like, I had the worst team in the league by far. And I'm like... Every year, week, I'm like, yes. <laughs> hold, hold the line. Another um, L. But we'll see. A lot of changes. Right now, Saquon Barkley is that special. He's locked in as number one, but we've seen this many times. Sure, it can change. Things change. It can change. You know, a little Cortland Sutton action, a little Calvin Ridley, a little Darius Geist. We don't know what's going to happen. A couple combines later, someone runs a 4-2-2, and their spark scores through the roof. Uh, and he went to school at uh, Cleveland State. You don't know. You never know, man. I mean, I literally just lost to one of those people because he did the right thing. He set the right lineup. He had Robert Woods, and uh, he beat me that's, fair and square. And that's what – you know, and that's the craziest – you know, we always say all you have to do is get the playoffs because once you get the playoffs, right. anything can happen. Like, I had Jared Goff and Robert Woods in my high-stakes league. Safe to say I won that game. Other team had a good game as well, but, I, you know, obviously I scored like 160 with a combo like that. Sure. So, I mean, that's what's, it's important. Like if you, so if you, get, if you start your playoffs in week 14, 15, 16, the top two teams get a bye, which is pretty important because that way you don't have to worry about that like big game like that and cause sure. you to sure. lose. Right. It also kind of promotes the stack. It's nice to have a stack like that because it almost guarantees a W if you have a big game like that. Mm-hmm. But let's go back in time, shall we? Let's go back. Let's go back to last Thursday. Oh, Seattle wow. Seahawks. Sure. Arizona Cardinals, you mentioned. Uh, Drew Stan here. Uh, on the other side, Russell Wilson had a pretty nice game out there. And we mentioned with uh, CJ Procise being out, it looks like J.D. McKissick will be the guy going forward. It had five targets, caught all four of them, or caught four of the five for 20 yards, and got a little bit of action in the carry game you know, as well. Five carries, 26 yards. Um, former wide receiver now turned into a running back here. Sure. Thomas sure. Rawls. Still not getting it done with a puny 2.7 yards per carry. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're not getting what they're looking for right now out of their running backs. They're even talking about um, – They just promoted somebody, too. They brought some like Mike Davis or somebody up. Mike Davis they, they promoted, and um, they're talking about maybe bringing back Chris Carson as their one of their IR return guys. Which would be sweet if you own Chris Carson. You sure. made that pick up. Cause it, so he may be available for playoffs. If, if you do make a run in the playoffs, he might be available. Yeah, it's going to say a lot. Chris Carson's an interesting guy because if he does come back, he looked really good when he was there. Right. As an owner, I'm really hoping he does come back because I'd be if he doesn't come back before the season's over, there's a good chance that they're going to address that position either via the draft, maybe free agency. Right. Where if he could come back and show a couple games of him being pretty good – he might lock himself into at least a really good opportunity, push that draft. They'll probably still take a running back in the draft, but maybe later to give himself that starting ability. If not, he'll come in and compete for that starting job, but it all depends on where they take that running back. You know what I mean? They take a guy in the first or second round, 
not saying really good for Chris Carson. Right. Where if he can come back sooner, then that is a much better chance to lock himself in that position. Definitely with everybody else looking pretty god awful out there. So, I as someone who picked Chris Carson up in a couple of leagues off the waiver wire. I'm really hoping he can make it back over one of these last couple games. So are you going to use that news to maybe um, turn him into a chip right now? If if you're um, maybe you're not in the playoff hunt, but hey, you're like, hey, you know, Chris Carson might be back for you for the playoffs. No, Just because I feel like as a piece of a puzzle or, or no. I mean, if that piece would be like the corner piece to really lock in a trade, I would because yeah, I mean, for sure, I feel like. Where the situation is now, definitely the question mark. He might even come back, and then right. if, he, if he doesn't, like we just mentioned, he might even even have any value. The return isn't worth the weight of what you can get if he does come back. You know what I mean? So it's like, why even for my return? It would probably would probably even be worth the hold. Like I'd rather hold on to him and then him fall off to nothing than uh, with the reward that can come if he does stay. No, what if, but what if he's part of a trade and somebody's like, "I'll do the trade right now if you throw in Chris Carson." You gonna throw in Chris Carson? If I want to make the trade, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he, he's not holding me back for anything sure, like that. But sure. that's I mean, earlier in the year, it was like you were, you were, hey, I'm not going to trade this guy for anything less than like a first round pick. And now I just wanted to see kind of where his value is at now. And I, I think rightfully so. It's come, it's come pretty far down. Yeah. And I, I guess you'd have to use him as like a, you'd have to push him. Hey, he's coming back. He's pretending to come back. Look at everybody else has failed, but he had such good success there. Sure. They're a run first team. Why wouldn't you want some Chris Carson, huh? Why don't you want him? No, I mean, you're not good enough for Chris. Rich, you're the one that said his value. Went I down. want three first round picks, damn it! <laughs> All right, pay don't, the piper. Don't don't get on me. I was just wondering how far you he came down in your value. <laughs> we were uh, we were playing a card game with my uh, kids the other day. We were playing war. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a seven year old and a five year old, and I was like, "Yeah, pay the piper." My my five year old's like, "Yeah, pay the piper," and then my seven year old won a hand too, and he's like. Pay the piper, and my five-year-old looks from dead in the eye. Goes, I am the piper. It <laughs> oh, <laughs> was like that Breaking Bad moment, you know. I'm like, dang, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, all like, ooh, somebody's gonna grow up and be a, a capo in the mafia. Yeah, what's going on over there? So, um, yeah, I would. I if, again, everybody's available. Sure. People tell me like, oh, is this guy worth? I'm like, everybody's available for me for the right price. I'll but, trade. Yeah, I'll trade you old Dal Beckham if you give me DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Greenback. You right. know, like, come on, everybody's available. Right. No, I, I, I just wanted to see what how you valued him. Because like, to me, like a throw-in piece, it's like a a guy that's maybe a second round pick or a third round pick or something like that in your eyes, where he was maybe valued much much higher at the beginning of the year. Okay, that's a better idea. Would you have a third round pick or Chris Carson? I'd rather have Chris Carson. Me too. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe you can maybe we flip this around, right? Sure. Maybe you use this news to say an owner's sitting on them and they're like, Okay, maybe this maybe this news can make you let me get something for Chris Carson. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, hey man, I heard uh Chris Carson like I'd approach it like this. Hey man, I heard Chris Carson might come back at the end of the year. I wouldn't mind having an extra running back just in case I do make the ship. I'll give you a third for Carson. And right. somebody's like, All right, yeah. Same thing. I'd rather gamble on that than you know, maybe by the time the draft rolls around, I'd be like, oh, I wish I had that third back. Right. But if he does pan out, I'm like, ooh, I just got a really good deal here. Risk and reward. Just as much of a risk is as your third round pick's going to be, though. Sure. It, that's why. That's what I'm feeling. It could go either way with him, you know. So I was just kind of seeing how you felt about it. Yeah, I'd make the move for him. I wouldn't mind going out there and getting a couple of Chris Carson shares. I mean, nobody else has had any success there. So no, absolutely not. I'm going to try and jump on that and try right. and get a little bit of that action. Let me get a little piece of that, Chris. Sure, Let me sure. get a little piece of that. Um, nobody else is really, you know, obviously Doug Baldwin does well. Then 
you know, Paul Richardson, he gets to talk here. Then Tyler Lockett gets to talk here. Both of those guys catch one ball. Um, still waiting for, like, a really good another receiver to step up there in Seattle. It just seems like they never really appear. Like, I'm a Tyler Lockett fan, but, I mean, we see this all the time. You, you only get X amount of time before you really you, you show who you are. Right. And with Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett, even though I'm more of a Tyler Lockett fan than over Paul Richardson, they're kind of starting to show me, like, where some people in dynasty community are like, okay, they hold some value here and there. Where to now they're starting to say, hey, you know what? These guys are never going to be startable. You know, bye week fillers at best. That's what they you, are. That's you hope how they I come see through. Them. Yeah, for me. I mean, it's Doug Baldwin, and, and you know, obviously Jimmy Graham's been emerging now with with a lot of touchdowns here in the past few weeks, so he's startable again. But other than that, these other guys are just shot in the dark type of guys. Here, 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 here. Moving on, the next game. So let's talk about that Saints game with the Bills. You know. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 12 carries, 106 yards. Woo. And it wasn't even like you think, okay, Alvin Car- Kamara must have had like an 80-yard run, right? Right. right? No, nope, his longest run was uh, 19 yards. Yep. He's that good, man. He's, he's getting chunk plays, man. He's he, he's look, He has great burst. He's Looks, better than I thought he was going to be because yeah. I thought he was going to be really viable just mostly in the passing game. Sure. They thought he could be a three-down runner. They said that. That's where they give a second-round pick next year for him. He is the future there in New Orleans. Absolutely. And he is Damn good. Good to the point where you can put him right up there with this draft class being a phenomenal running back oh class. Oh, my gosh. You can put him up there with the Cream Hunts. You can put him up there the Dalvin Cooks and the Leonard Fournettes. And I know those are really big names and crazy, but I'm telling you, guys like this, these young, talented running backs like that in this offense, they're extremely hard to come, back, come by. I'm going to give up what I can right now when Mark Ingram is offset in Alvin Kamara. I have no problem if I have – a top five pick in next year's rookie class. And I have to give up pick four and then pick something and something else to get Alvin Kamara. I am making that move. Me too. I'm with you, man. Definitely how it comes viable in a passing game too. Five catches, 32 yards. The guy's, the guy's a weapon. And wait, and just wait. It's if they, Maybe they don't get rid of Mark Ingram next year. I don't even care if they do because he's producing right now with Mark Ingram. So I don't I mean, care. They're finally committing to the run, which is super bizarre for them. Um. But, I mean, it's working. You know, they're winning. and um, Can't complain. Yeah, you can't Seven complain. Seven straight. Right. That's, 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 that's pretty pretty gross. Uh, on the Buffalo side. I mean, you can't complain unless you're a Willie Sneed owner that has a bet. Um, nah, I, dude, I, <laughs> if, you go, you, if you go back and I, you, you, re, you know I have a crystal ball, and I my know. crystal ball has told me that you're going to lose that bet and you're going to a football game, whether you like it or not. You can go to the Green Bay game or Ravens game, whatever you want. Probably one of the only two games the Browns might have a chance to possibly win. I might I might have to go to the Green Bay one. Good be, choice. I'd be, have to go to that game, too, just so I can um, go see Jordy Nelson be wide open down the field. It has to do with my daughter's birthday. It, it, her birthday party might be that Sunday, so I, I might have to go to the other one. Either way, it's fine. The you know the Baltimore game. I won't be. Able, I might not be able to go to the Baltimore game. Is what I'm saying. I don't care as long as you All just right. go. As long as you're just next to me. All right, right. we'll it'll, do it. It'll be cold. Yeah, I know. Um, so <laughs> it so, won't be that bad with a yeah. with a bag on our head, though, right? But <laughs> you already lost that bet. You realize that, right? Yes, you lost it. Yes. Um, other side of the ball, uh, Charles Clay comes back, sees three targets, catches two of them. Uh, but, you know, let's focus here. Like, Calvin Benjamin comes in. Yeah, I was going to say. The, following I mean, in the offense, right. sees the most targets on the team with six, catches three of those, which is about 50% of those. Which, which is, is like right exactly, up his alley for 42 exactly yards. what he does. Yeah. Uh, like we mentioned, teams don't give up on players for nothing, and they give up on him. He He's going to be exactly what he is in Buffalo, too. Um, I'd be worried now that he's somewhere cold, he might get even a little bit fatter from more insulation. 
You never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know with Calvin. Calvin, what are you doing? You weigh a little bit more. Babe, I'm just insulating. <laughs> I'm like a bear out here getting ready to hibernate for the winter. You play football in the winter. Oh, that's right. So so Nate Peterman actually got in this game too, I guess. I'm guessing that was because it was such a big, big blowout yeah. um, type of game. They said at the game, they were the coach like, oh, what do you think? He's like, Tyrod's my quarterback. Right, right. So, he I mean, such he, a bad rap sometimes. He, he does. But Nate, Nate Peterman came in and showed well. I mean, 7-10, 79 yards and touchdown. So, um, looked all right. Obviously, took McCoy out of the game, but he still had a nice, healthy 6.1 yards per carry. Right. Probably a nice player to go. Like, if somebody's, like, on a losing team, you probably get McCoy per, for a pretty fair price. What is a fair price for LaShawn McCoy right now hmm. like, that you would say? I mean, for a contending team? For a contending team. It has to be a first, right? Because it's going to yeah, be a late you'd, first. Yeah, you'd give a first because it'd be late, a late first, yeah. How do you feel, like, how would you feel giving up? McCoy, how do you feel on the receiving end? Like I was, I feel like if I'm a contending team, get up a late four, first for McCoy, a guy who's 29, so I could probably get at least two year more years out of McCoy. I'm a, completely okay with that. Definitely helps me get a chance to win. Um, on the receiving end, and you're like a middle of the road team. Do you feel okay getting the first back? No one's gonna be a late one. I think so because it gives you basically a reboot on that. You know, I mean, like you're getting a guy that's. If you're if you're a middle of the road team, how's he helping you? You know, like he's he's helping you be a middle of the road team. Yeah. Like if if he's not on your team, then you're a bottom half of the team. And like like you always say, you're getting a better pick if you get rid of. Him I'm like in a, I'm in a weird predicament because um, I actually in Smash Mouth like the league that you and I are in together. Somebody offered me a first for Lashawn McCoy. I'm actually in fourth place in that league. I'm actually a contender as well. Um. But I also have Chris Thompson and Duke Johnson, two guys I feel comfortable starting sure. there. Uh, like, in place, if I had to start him, I'd feel okay with that. I have Dalvin Cook in that league. I made a trade last year. I'm That's like, a weird league, too. I'm like 5-5 five and five in that league, but I'm still in it somehow. It's a, it's a parody league. It is. Yeah, for, most, for the most part. Yeah. Um, that was the one I just lost this week to, like, the bottom feeder type of guy to go to 5-5, five and five, and I'm still, like, I think and it, with fifth, the points too. I saw, I, yeah, you have, like, 20 more points less than me. <laughs> you and I are actually really close right, in that league. right. And, I, and I, the way I look at it is like, okay, I have Dalvin Cook coming back next year, right? I have I made a trade where I got, got somebody's first next year, and he's locked in at 1-1, so I'm going to get Saquon Barkley. I got Chris Thompson. I got Duke Johnson. No, yeah, you can afford to get rid of him for a first-round pick, but at the same time, do you want to be playing him in the playoffs? Exactly. That's where I'm torn at. And, right. but, and I feel like I'm missing out on a good opportunity where I – because I, I feel like after the season, no matter what, I want to move LaShawn no matter what because I'm not going to play. I'm most likely going to play sure. Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook. Right. So it's like I'm torn here. It's it's, it's I'm torn. Right. No. Natalie and Natalie Natalie and Brulia. Yeah, you're totally torn. And and the worst thing you could possibly do is shoot yourself in the foot by trading him away to another guy if you're in playoff contention. Like if you're in playoff contention, I think you have to hold him and you're just stuck with him. Yeah, because it, it could turn out to be worse where I don't shoot myself in the foot and I have the gun in my waistband. I shoot myself in the nuts. Right. And I lose to Lashawn McCoy. And I'm crying on the ground like I just got shot in the nuts. Right. And that probably he, not feel good. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have to, like. So in that scenario, you trade him, and then he comes and beats you in the playoffs, right? Yeah, that's what shooting yourself in the nuts is. That's shooting yourself in the nuts, yeah. Okay. Shooting yourself in the foot would be, uh, he you would have won the game if you started Lashawn McCoy, even though he's on another team, but you didn't play that team. That'd be shooting yourself in the foot. That just got way too complex for shooting me. Shooting yourself in the nuts is when he beats you. Okay. It's way more painful than your foot. I would imagine. I've never been shot. 
Praise Why? So you can beat him? Praise God. Fatty? <laughs> All right. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago. A lot of action over here coming from the fantasy world. You got Jordan Howard over there, but everybody says he's still a monster running back. He's not a bad running back. Again, I'm not saying he's a bad running back, but sure. he's not long for the fantasy world running back. Uh, I'd trade him. Just me. They, but the recently traded four receiver, Dontrell Inman, comes in, leads the team with Kendall Wright and targets with eight. Catches six of them, the most on the team for 88 yards, and steps right in here and produces. Hey, man. Um, Everybody else sucked. I was going to say, dude, when you're going into that kind of wide receiver core, I mean, that would be like showing up on the Browns staff, you know. With with uh, Miller being out, though, Adam Sheen starting to get a little boost here. He, he sees, is, uh, what do you see, two targets. He caught all, both of them for 39 yards. Yep. Uh, one of those was a really big pass for 31 yards. Ashland product, he's definitely falls in the category of he's going to need time to develop. Absolutely. But still really like him for long-term value. This is the perfect kind of scenario. Like, it's late in the season, and you're starting to, you're starting to see little flashes. And that's exactly what you want to see out of a prospect in year one that is a, a raw type of prospect. This is what you want to see. It's a good sign that he's headed in the right direction. Yeah, he's somebody that falls right back in the category that was a second-round pick last year, maybe high third, where – when I, I kind of pre-plan ahead of time, like, okay, this person has Adam Shaheen, right? Um, Drake coming to come to draft in the third round when it comes back up, and there's not anybody there I, like, overly love. I look at right that guy dead in the eye. I go, hey, man, um, you interested in this pick? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm always interested. What, what do you want? Uh, let me look at your roster real quick, even though I'm not even really looking at it. Sure, head, I'm singing sure. jingles. Like, I want Shaheen. 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 And I'm, uh, I'm like, yeah, how, what do you think about Adam Shaheen? I'm like, oh, man, I took him in the, like, I know, I know, you know, you know Zach Miller, that, uh, that leg's going to heal. He's going to come back and be the man, buddy. You better get some action right now. Just to see. You know, he's, sure. He's, he's, he falls in the category I want to try and buy, and hopefully he kind of you know, fizzles out a little bit on the hype train. It all depends where he goes. Other side of the ball, we talked about Jamal Williams coming in because everybody else got hurt. He got 20 carries, 67 yards, 3.3. To me, that's Jamal Williams. Sure, yeah, he's a volume type of guy. He's going to need a bunch to get. Uh, you don't think 20 carries is a bunch? Uh, no, I mean, I think I think his long of, his long of seven is probably a little bit um, low. I think he'll you know occasionally bust a 15 yarder and get that up a little bit higher. But you, John Holmes, uh, you know. <laughs> So, oh, I mean, right. I think that's who he is, though. Yeah, uh, nobody you're ever going to want to start. I, he's a, he's at best a bi-week filler, uh, and even then you're not really – you're hoping for a touchdown. Right. Kind of falls in that touchdown-dependent category, right? Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned on my Sunday show when we were talking about, you know, Jordy Nelson, I was like, I do not feel comfortable starting Jordy Nelson going forward. I mentioned our uh, take on Jordy being wide open and Brett Huntley looking at him, but he just can't see that far or throw that far. <laughs> And I said, I was like, you know, a lot of those receivers in Green Bay are going to be pretty unstartable except for Devontae Adams because it looks like Huntley has a really good rapport with him. Right. And his over-the-middle cross routes are really, really good say, Huntley he, better. He runs a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So, again, he saw the most targets by far. He saw twice as many targets as Randall Cobb, twice as many car- targets as Jordy Nelson, caught five of the eight for 90 yards and came in with a touchdown. Obviously, the one along of 90, uh, 42 yards. So, out of all those running back going, receivers going forward i think Devonte adams is still playable obviously you know i'm not gonna yell at anybody for playing jordy nelson but you gotta know what you're getting yourself into you can't feel very confident it, no i was gonna say he's a wide receiver three at this point he's a wide receiver three and you don't feel great about starting him even as a wide re- wide receiver three 
You're just kind of hoping that he, you know, has a respectable game, basically. And if we flip back to the other side too, real quick, uh, Tariq Cohen, Benny Cunningham. Does it look like Benny Cunningham has passed Tariq Cohen as a passing down back, possibly, man? Yeah. Um, and and you know, it, it might just be one of those things where um, John John Fox is pretty conservative. He might not want too many rookies on the field with a rookie quarterback. He probably doesn't want a rookie wide receiver as well. I don't even I mean, think it's going to matter what back. John Fox thinks going forward anyway, because he's going to get fired. I totally agree. I he's mean, terrible. I was I was literally just talking to my dad the other day, and, and somehow um, Jeff Fisher's name got brought up. I was like, I don't know, him and John Fox need to go somewhere and suck together because I mean they're just they're both playing like this ultra conservative football, and obviously you know uh, after uh, after what Sean McVay has done in, uh, right. with the Rams, sure. If Jeff Fisher ever got a job again, that owner should be checked into a psychiatric hospital. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I think I think the game has passed. It passed by Jeff Fisher. It has passed by John Fox, but he just happens to still have a job right now. But I, he, he won't have a job. And after, yeah, I mean, you don't get more. You don't get four tries no. at the head co- at head coach. It's it just passed by. His he's ultra conservative. It's it's too conservative. Yeah, for this yep. this day's NFL. Queen said it best: "Easy come, easy go." We've easy. mentioned this before. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Browns and Lions game here. Uh, Sean Kaiser actually showed a couple things there. He looked a little bit better than he normally looks. Didn't have a terrible game there. One interception at the very end, which was a very, very terrible pass um, for the backdoor cover. Uh, he killed it. He, he threw an interception. Right. What are you going to do? I, I hit my couch. <laughs> I punched it. My wife's like, why are you yelling down there? And this is like the end of the fourth quarter. She's like, she, no, she texted me. She didn't yell at me. She, she's like, why are you yelling right. in the basement by yourself? I just wrote back. The Browns make me so angry. <laughs> well, she's I mean, like, it's yeah. a football game. And I just wrote back, "Leave me alone." <laughs> right. right. I'm, in, I'm in my own private moment right now. They, um, I mean, the, the the Browns are terrible. Their wide receiving core stinks. I mean, but why do they keep throwing to people? Things, like things are about to change here. Ricardo gonna, Lewis, listen, and Sammy Coates. Changing I have no idea. of the guard here, folks. Corey Coleman comes back this week. In a couple more weeks, Flash Gordon's going to be back. I love me some Flash Gordon. I'm super excited for him coming back. He's only 26. He's a stud. I'm buying Flash Gordon. What would you give up for Josh Gordon right now? What would you do? What would you give up? Come on. Tell me. What would I give up? Yes. Um, that's a good question, man. I, I, I mean, I say you're say you're a playoff contender. If I'm a playoff contender, I'll, I, I would give my one up for first, right? For easily. easily, easily without even thinking about it. Just for a guy who's a potential be one one. Just in case I had him for the playoffs, that's a guy that can just win you a championship. I don't even care about the playoffs. I'm talking about. I'm thinking next year. I, 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 he could win you a championship this oh, year. It's gonna be so good if to he see just him. comes back and just is himself. Listen, that, guys. You know, the local reporter here, Mary Kay, uh, Mary Kay Cabot said uh, Josh Gordon timed as forty at guess what? Four three five. That's kind of fast, right? Sort for of. somebody that's six three, two hundred pounds, two hundred ten pounds. It's kind of good, right? Yeah. He's... Remember him running. It even looked like he was really running. He was just gliding across the field. Yeah, Rich. He was one of the best players the Browns have had since they've been back. I'm going to say this. I mean this. I literally mean this truthfully. When he had the 1,600 yards, he looked like one of the best receivers I've ever seen in my entire life. And remember, he did it in 14 games, and his quarterbacks were Brandon Weed and Brian Hoyer and Jason Campbell. Yeah. He looked like one of the best receivers I've ever seen. There was a very small window there. Josh Gordon was the 1-1 in Dynasty Startups. He was the 1-1 at 22, leading the NFL in receiving. Has hell. Yeah. Let's hope he can do it when he's sober. Let's see. Um, so it's exciting news from there. So we are actually going to see this whole offense kind of change 
a little bit here going forward. I think a lot of those – I think Josh Gordon really suits Deshaun Kaiser really well for what he can do. And we'll see about Corey Coleman. Is Corey Coleman a bust in Dynasty Fantasy Football? Uh, his hand's a bust. Busted. Yeah, been broke twice in two years. It's um, ridiculous. What about another set of balls? Amir Abdullah bust? I've never really liked the guy. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Um, Kenny Galladay comes back. He has three targets, catches two of them for 64 yards. Nice, solid game out of him as well. Um, the Marvin Jones uh, hype train kind of slowed back down again there with only one catch after a big week. People were like, you look at Marvin Jones starting to heat up here. Yeah. He's about to be on fire, shooting uh, basketballs made of fire. And Tater Tater came back, and he's looking good. And he's always consistent. He is. He he's, actually is. He's, he's a really good, consistent running back. We, you and I made a trade. We did. I traded I traded you Golden Tate this year. Yeah, thank I'm, you for that. Yeah, I could really use him back on my team because I've had some injuries. <laughs> <laughs> I desperately need him, so thank you for that. Uh, um, let's move on to it. Maybe we can find something a little bit more interesting That one might end up about. shooting me in the, the nuts. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Bengals. Titans. Sure. Corey Davis, you know, not a monster game, but catches four for 48 on 10 targets. I think he's really, his time is really starting to come here. I think Corey Davis has a chance to be like the next AJ Green. I really do. I think I, I'm like what I'm seeing just out on the field. I think his time is going to be next year for Corey Davis. I know he's missed a lot of time this year, but he looks really good. Sure. Uh, just as AJ Green looks as good as on the other side of the ball this week, who's very soft. Um, who's very soft? AJ Green. Oh yeah, he is. That's why everybody tells. That's why not tells me, but that's a rumor going around town. So if everybody says it, it has to be true. It's got to be true. Yeah. I mean, he's not a he's not a big physical wide receiver. He's tall, but he's pretty lanky and skinny. So. Yeah, he doesn't look like a tough I, guy. No, I could see him being soft. Um, I think we forgot to mention the Jeremy Hill um, news. Right? He's he's IR'd, correct? Because uh, nobody cares. Right. Okay. I mean, it just clears it clears one you know one person to you know. Not take away three carries from Joe Mixon and see what this guy yeah. does. I have uh, crystal balls. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Hill blows balls. <laughs> like keep this. it, keep it clean here, buddy. Well, no, 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 like this. <laughs> and then the ball slowly roll away because it's not a high gust of wind. It's just him blowing at him, and that's how that's his pace. Right. Slow, that's that's what. I mean. what, what do you think I meant? I don't know. I don't. You are just. I don't understand you sometimes. I just have the a way dirty your brain mind. Works. Yeah, you um, do. Um. So Joe Mixon gets a boost here. Um, there's bound to be one person, we mentioned this, amongst those running backs that wasn't going to be as good as everybody thought it was going to be. And right now, Joe Mixon, he's been okay, but nothing great out of there. And we kind of tried to slow that train down just a little bit when everybody was, oh, Joe Mixon's one one or People took Joe Mixon ahead of Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. Which is insane to me. And we told you, we're like, that's insane. Like, I'll listen to it if you want to take Christian McCaffrey ahead of him. I'm okay with that. But anything above that is nonsense. And this does not mean that Joe Mixon's going to be bad. It's only you know it's only a ten games in, but again, running backs. I want to see some productivity right away. There's not many running backs that start off pretty crappy and then end up being pretty damn good, unless your name's Mark Ingram. Right. Honestly, what are the running backs? Name another running back that start off real bad, like slowish, and then no, they usually come really out. Good. They usually come out the gates, man. Yeah, usually they come out the gates and then they suck afterwards. Right. Not the reverse. Not saying Joe Mixon suck. He's getting those double digit point games. But for where you took him, you're looking for a game changer. You're looking for Dalvin Cook. You're looking for Cream Hunt. Right. Remember, right? He went. He went. He went five, six, seven picks before Cream Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you'd want to have Cream Hunt over Joe Mixon. That's not even a no-brainer. But now you would easily take Alvin Kamara over Joe Mixon, right? Absolutely. Would you take Christian McCaffrey over Joe Mixon? Um, I think I probably would. Okay. 
Here's one two for you too. Um, Just because he's catching so many balls. I mean, uh, McCaffrey. Yeah. So here's one that we a guy we were really down on uh, before. Would you take Juju Smith Schuster over Joe Mixon? Um, he does seem to be clicking in that offense. Yeah, dude. Um, and I, and Brian's gone for sure. I think I would. Yeah, probably. Which is something that I was like really down on. Yeah. Look at us. No, no, no. It took, it took a little kick in the tuckus for these guys together. We ranked on those USC receivers pretty hard. And now look at them. I Robert know. Woods out there I making know. plays. Nelson Algalore making a comeback. And of all people, Juju Smith. All of a sudden, USC is a... Is the mecca of wide receivers. Marquise Lee doesn't even look that bad. How did I forget Marquise Lee? He looks fantastic out there. Taunting calls out there. Four of them. We rip on four of them. None of them have done jack squat up to this point. All we do is rip them. Obviously, Juju can't do anything because he wasn't in the league. But all four of them. If you had all four of those guys on your roster and you start four receivers, you're feeling pretty damn good about yourself. Are you not? That's a USC dream team. Mm -hmm. All of them. Out of nowhere. Puts a, who's, who's coming out this year out of USC as a receiver? I don't know. There's somebody. I'll have to look into I'm it. I'm drafting them. All right. That place is a hot pocket of talent. <laughs> it's like a Clemson wire. It's a, forget Clemson. Good. Give me the USC guys. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. So, I mean, that, well, that kind of shows that Joe Mixon slipped a little bit. Because, I mean, if we did a re- redraft of the rookies, which we always do at the end of the year, we hold another redraft to see where they stand now, which we'll do at the end of the year. Um I think he'll fall quite a bit. Yeah, I would take Evan Ingram ahead of oh, him. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Get no, not he, saying yeah, he's he, bad, but this t- this this draft class was really so loaded. Good. He might end up at like the end of the first round. Joe nah. Mixon. Yeah, because you're talking about border line guy. Like, you know, obviously I would take Joe Mixon ahead of Cooper Cup. Sure. But like not sure. that far ahead of Cooper <laughs> Cup. Yeah, I mean Cooper Cup is still Mr. Mascot Mule himself is still pretty damn fantastic. Sure. I saw some video of Jared Goff and uh, Mascot Mule hanging out. They're like best buds. That's awesome. Yeah, That's I bet it's because they're two white guys. Freaking racist. <laughs> Why can't you be best friends with Robert Woods? He's from Southern California. How do you know You're they're not like, good friends? I don't know. I'm just making this up. All right. I saw, I saw, literally saw a three-second clip of them hanging out in a house, and I'm All like, right. look at those two guys becoming best buds. That racist thing was just supposed to be a joke. That was supposed to be a joke. Funny. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hard, it's, awkward it's yeah, hard no. to pull off. A racist joke? Yeah. All right, whitey. <laughs> yeah, unity. Yeah, dude. I have I have an anti-racism tattoo yes, on my body. Yes, you do. All right. I promote that very loud and clear. Yes, you do. Um, so, yeah, Joe Mixon. That's the whole point of this conversation. Joe Mixon kind of takes a little bit fall here. Not saying he's done, but he could fall in the category of, like, the jag runner. You know sure. what I mean? Like, one of those guys you start, but just, like, always, like, he'll have his running back one moments, but mostly, like, a high-end running back, too, because of youth. And as he slowly gets a little bit older. But we'll see. If they can change around. Maybe we'll have Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. He's somebody that started off terrible and then has a big boost. But wait till we get that uh, San Diego game because I have a lot of hot takes here about sure. Melvin Gordon as well. Because he's, um, yeah. Should we move on then? Uh, yes. What game's next? Give it to me. Actually, DeMarco Murray scored three touchdowns. Holy crap. Oh, good for him. I actually started him in the league, so it was good for me. Good for yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, Steelers, Colts, nothing really going on here. You know, J- Jacoby Brissett doesn't look too terrible. Looks like he might be a quarterback in the NFL one day if he gets the right tutelage. But, hey, it's probably not going to be in Indianapolis. But they own his rights for some time, so, so we see what happens I mean, who there. knows? I mean, um, Andrew Luck's going to Europe to seek treatment on his shoulder, which means he's getting some stem cells. Stem cells. Which is weird because you, and... you, you don't have to go to Europe for stem cells anymore. They do it in Vegas. You don't have to go to Europe anymore for stem cells, which is kind of weird. Like Joe Rogan gets stem cells in his shoulders all the time. 
and they say it's better than ever. If I can, if I hurt myself, I'm getting stem cells wherever I have to go. That stuff is fantastic. Get so the hookup on some stem so cells. So you, I don't have the hookup now. Yeah, you can. It's now, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the United States you can get stem okay, cells. All right. you now. But well, maybe, maybe Joe Rogan can on the download. Maybe it's, maybe no. I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. I guess if he's um, talking about it on his podcast, it's yeah, not on the download. But maybe it's cheaper in your. I don't know. The, I don't know the comparison to the the dollar and, and, and the, the euro. Maybe it's not just stem cells. Maybe it's some other crap that's outlawed in the United States. You think States. he's going to Amsterdam? Some weed. I'm. A, I don't take anesthesia. <laughs> okay. Just get a little high. Just get a little you know, high. You know what Zeke's doing out there? They're like, oh, Zeke's out the country. He's training. Yeah. Shh, training. Train, training those lungs. Uh-huh. Puff, puff, I've heard some stories about him. Oh, well. Down in Ohio State. I mean, I think, he's, mean, I think he's got let, a little bit let of... Let me know who his best friend was in college? I think he's got a little bit of a party boy image anyway. I know somebody that was friends with Joey. Out of college. Uh, I, know, I know somebody that was friends with Joey Boza. Joey Boza's roommate was Zeke. And let me just say... Joey Boza did not like to leave the house a lot, and when he was at home, yeah, it was a little. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, gonna point fingers here. All right, uh, moving point on. Fingers. So Steelers, Colts, other side. A guy we talked about in the preseason, Chester Rogers. Somebody went on a monitor, kind of injured a little bit here and there. Sure. Finally comes back, gets an opportunity here. Sees six targets. He catches all six of them for 104 yards and, and a touchdown. We mentioned he's somebody that was worth a grab earlier before the season started as a nice stash. Yep, I stashed him all year, even through his injury and everything. Still worth a stash. He's, remember, he was yep. injured, like Matt said. Yep. He was injured. Now he's back, baby. He's like Michael J. Fax. And he's looking good, man. And, and yeah, he was the guy that was basically um, – he, who he, – he, he was he was lined up as wait, the, the third. Seuss? Yeah, yeah. He who how? He who how? He was the third wide receiver, and, and now it looks like, you know, he's obviously gobbling up a uh, majority of the targets here this week, and we'll see how yeah. it goes forward. Moncrief had that one good catch, but listen, it was his only target. Rogers saw six targets, right. led the team in targets. Okay, situation to monitor. Maybe maybe somebody picked him up earlier on, and they were like, oh, screw this," and they cut him. Maybe he's back on your waiver wire. Right. If he is, make a claim. Pick I, I, him up. Yeah, and I'm a guy that is not a big Dante Moncrief type of guy. No, so you I, hate him. So I think Chester Rogers has a has a pretty decent shot of being the number two here um, going forward. So he, he's a he's a very good. If he's out there on your waiver wire, pick him up. Yeah. What rhymes with Chalette Chester? Um, I don't know, Rich. Well, do that to the, your waiver wire and get all finger on it. <laughs> um, other side of the ball, we were talking about Juju. Another big week again. Five catches, ninety-seven yards, seven targets. Over the last couple of weeks, he's really been outproducing Antonio Brown, which is crazy, man. Yeah, Martavis Bryant, Martavis Cryant, still in the back seat. Uh, he's nothing going forward. He's leaving the team. Yet. He's not. He's. As I say, he's he he still holds value because um, he's talented. And he's young. Um, obviously, he's going to be better off somewhere else at this point. Yeah, I mean, you just hope it's a scheme fit. That's exactly, all you can hope exactly. for, and he goes to the right team. It's more of a scheme, not a money situation. Jets, Buccaneers, we don't need to talk about the Buccaneers because there's not a whole lot going on there. Oh, Definitely okay. with James is out, Mike Evans is out, so of course Deshaun Jackson has a, a bigger game. I guess the Rook out of Penn State, Chris Godwin, comes in. He sees 10 targets, catches five of them for 68 yards. Good sign because he is the heir apparent to Deshaun Jackson. And with that good young James Winston there, Chris Godwin's still a nice – you, t- you most likely took him in the second round of your dynasty rookie draft. Right. You're feeling pretty good about that game. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's another Adam Sheehan type of thing where where it's nice to see a little bit of something flashing here at the end of the, and towards the end of the season. Yeah. And then so then you have Robbie Anderson. So what do you think of, you know, they're moving Jermaine Curse to the slot. 
Jermaine Kerr started off hot, was a wide receiver one for quite some time there. Over these last couple games, he's taken a back burner. Robbie Anderson scored a touchdown in four straight games. Yeah, and he's, he's, looked, all, he's looked good. He's had good uh, yardage totals. Too, he's only yeah. 24. Right. He's six foot three, 190 pounds. I think he's a little inconsistent with his hands. Yes, that's um, a problem. Right, but um, I, I mean, as long as Josh McCown's looking at looking for him, I think he can be valuable. Um, so this year, at least this year, he's got some value. I don't know how long term that's going to play out. For a out. team desperate for playmakers that has none, sure, doesn't matter if they pick one up in free agency, whether it be Allen Robinson or the draft, they're still going to be one of these guys to come back and be the man. Right now, it looks like it's Robbie Anderson. I'm a little excited to see my boy uh, Chad Hansen put away these pedophiles for life, get a little opportunity on the outside too with that move the curse in the slot. They're going to move Chad Hansen on the outside as well. He got a little bit of game play this week right. saw four targets caught three of them for 33 yards uh and he's a nice player yeah chad hansen's a nice prospect a nice growing prospect mm-hmm. i like him long term but so with robbie anderson where do you see him dynasty value are you are you selling right now or are you getting out saying hey no thank you here i think i mean i think he's a guy that hasn't established himself to really have a like a name or anything like that i think he's obtainable he has a name man. for pretty cheap it's robbie oh is it yeah last name oh. anderson I thought Look it up the, in the damn phone book. I thought that he was the man with no Under name. A's. Oh, geez. Um, what anyway? Um, so I think you can go out and get him if you want. And if you're an owner of him, I, I mean, just being on the Jets and knowing that their future is somewhat in the dark. I mean, it, it's just up in the air. You don't know who the heck is going to be throwing in the passes next year. I wouldn't feel horrible getting rid of the guy if I got, you know, if I got like a second round pick for a guy that I picked up off the waiver wire for free. Um, I wouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, I was a guest uh, yesterday. I think I don't even know, think it's all yet, but then Dynasty Trade Calculator uh, podcast, and sure. we were talking about the same thing. They're like, they were doing like some real or fake, like on the questions, like what do you do with Robbie Anderson, and you know the age, and uh, I told, and I said, you know, this is a nice guy to have invest in because right now you didn't give up much, and right? You didn't give up anything to get him. Most he's likely. only he's young on a team desperate for playmakers, and I, and I agree, I would give him up for no less than a second. Sure. Which I give up for, but then same time, if Robbie Anderson can even turn himself into a consistent, because obviously the four touchdowns in a row that's unsustainable, sure, uh, success. But if he, if he turn himself into a nice consistent wide receiver three, even that's worth a second round pick in itself. So I think it, I think it's almost like a win win for both teams. Right. Obviously, if he comes in and he's a consistent wide receiver two, then you're like, oh, I got bent over. Yeah, but you do that, you make bad trades. You make you, bad trades. It's you no big give up deal. the Le'Veon Bells. You give up Mon- uh, Le'Veon Bell for Monty Ball. You, you just that. you just keep at it. Yeah, you just keep pounding. You don't, you don't give up, you know, after one bad trade. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, just you know, if you're you're dating a hot chick and she farts, you're not going to kick her to the curb because she farted once. Ew. No, I would. <laughs> uh, you have got to go. <laughs> I don't tolerate that. All right. All right. And brush your teeth. Um, um, move it on to another game show. Yeah, we? Minnesota Washington. Minnesota Washington. Adam Thielen. Yeah, man. Jesus. This guy, I mean, when you're talking about a stud. I almost traded for Adam Thielen, and I uh, I didn't get the trade. You know, I, I obviously didn't get it done. What so, happened? What fell through? What was it was the deal? What happened? Just The person just didn't want to trade him. So, good for him. Yeah, good for that person. Man, like if you said in the beginning of the year, like Adam Thielen going to have another really good year, I'm like, I don't know. You know, Stephon Diggs is there. We don't know what's going on sure. with Laquan Treadwell. I don't know. Things are, you know, there's a lot they can play. Meanwhile, he's the number one receiver on the team. Yeah. You know, Stephon Diggs, to me, is a st- top 12 startup player. But, you know, Adam Thielen right now, he's the man. He's definitely he the, man. the man. But we got to see how he 
The problem is, right now, he's the man with Case Keenum. Teddy Bridgewater is the future there. Let's see how he reports. Is Teddy the future there? I mean, he's this is the last year of his deal. They, did, they didn't re-up him. Yeah. I think I think their quarterback situation is very up, very, very much so up in the air. It's very hard to rely on. I mean, Case Keenum is making a um making a case. I th- I think personally Case Keenum is a backup quarterback, and, but he's been looking pretty good and he's, he's a damn good all year. Right, exactly. So again, scheme, 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 right. scheme, 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 scheme. Right. He fits in the scheme very, very well. He definitely does. Um him and Jared Goff were teammates last year. They were both turds last year and now look at them both dominating the fantasy world so i mean so if you're the vikings what the heck do you do i mean what happens if teddy comes in and he doesn't look as good in this scheme and case keenum does look good i mean so it's it's seven and two it's kind of hard to mess with stuff like that exactly so i wouldn't no they're gonna keep rolling with i'm rooting for teddy you know like he was all emotional i felt all proud it hit me it tingled me a little bit yeah i mean i'm good for you teddy i'm a fan i I was a big fan of him coming out of louisville so was i and i i drafted him in two leagues he's Um, a good kid and I held him um, through the knee injury. Did you and, hold him tight? And yeah, just just, just tight enough that he knew <laughs> I was there. Uh, <laughs> just uh, enough. <laughs> um, so I'll, you know, it'll be nice to see him get back on the field at some point. Teddy, is that enough? Just enough. Just enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, look at the Minnesota Vikings, though. Man, they play in a dome. They have two fantastic receivers. It, it just goes to show. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, well, they have oh. I, like we're on the Dynasty Trade podcast, we were arguing about Sterling Shepard, and they were like, a couple guys were like, "Well, they have Odell there." I'm like, "So what? Like, who cares? You know?" Because two two of them were down on Sterling. They don't like him at all. I'm like, "That's kind of shocking to me," because I'm I'm all in on Sterling Shepard personally. I think he's a stud. Sure. Uh, is he ever going to be a wide receiver one? No, but I think he'd be a really good wide receiver two. I agree with you. Uh, but we the Minnesota Vikings have two legit wide receiver ones. Remember, there's only twelve of those. Right. They have two of those. Well, Stephon Diggs, we'll see where he finishes. If he can stay healthy, he's a wide receiver one. That's it. That's Diggs's thing, obviously. That's been his thing for the past two or three years, just little things. It's never been anything huge either. Um, you know. So. Did they resign Adam Thielen, too? Did they? I think so, right yeah. They paid him good yep. money, mm-hmm. like just not too long ago there um, as well. So he's going to be there for a while. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, how, what does it take like to get a guy like Adam Thielen too much, right? Uh, Yeah. Like okay, so what do you I, think a top five rookie pick next year would get it done? Which I think that's stealing. Still, I think honestly, anything I'd give up one two for, for Thielen. Thielen. I mean, um, which would be Cortland Sutton, who I like a lot. But come on, why? I mean, it's a proven, it's a proven stud. Thing. Yeah, who's like he's not tied to long gains or anything like that. He he produces on volume of catches and he's getting the targets. So I mean, it's one of those things that. Um, yeah, he, he's a very consistent player, too. Because I can see somebody saying, oh, dude, you give him 1-2 for Thielen? This is a big dynasty mistake that a lot of people make. They're like, dude, you give him 1-2 for Thielen? I'm like, yeah, man, he's a wide receiver. He's wide receiver 5 on the year. Like, what do you right. mean? What do you mean I gave him 1-2? Well, you know, Cortland Sutton. Well, yeah, yeah, Laquan Treble is going to be sweet, too. You know, like tons of players are going to be sweet. Sure, and then they don't end up doing crap. Yeah, call up Bishop Ranky right. over there. You know, I mean, Sammy Watkins, one of the great college receivers I saw come out. What has he done lately? Right. Yeah, you know, he's not long for L.A. So always take to prove him good. If you ever have a chance to get a good, unless it's somebody like Zeke or Saquon Barkley, and you think there'd be the second coming of greatness, a first-round, like, a top startup pick, first-round startup pick, always, always take the proven player over 
the draft pick. That's where or I'm multiple. at, man. Yep. Even, even one, hey, I want your first and second for Adam Thielen. Okay, cool. No problem. Here you go. Here you go. Enjoy those draft picks. Good luck to you, sir. Uh, whenever you have to cut some raw players uh, to make room for those guys, please let me know so I, I can pick those guys up and put them on a roster. All right. And then we had a uh, Chris uh, Jamison Crowder sighted on the other side, finally came up, saw the targets that he needed, only caught four of his 11 targets. Sure. That's no not good. not a very efficient day. Uh, but what are you going to do? No. Like I said, so Samaje P. Ryan comes in, nine carries, 35 yards, a 3.9 average. Again, Falls right into the category of what I expect Samaje P. Ryan to do. I agree. Chris Thompson Little is the bit man of a grinder. Man. Yeah, Chris Thompson. Uh, he's been down the past uh, couple, couple weeks. Couple weeks. I haven't done much. Yeah. So hopefully uh, they get that going now that Rob Kelly's out of the way. It'll maybe be turning into a more of a Chris Thompson game plan ish type of thing. Okay. Now we get to the San Diego, the LA game and Jacksonville game. Um, you know, nothing to really talk about on the other side of the ball. Alan Hearns made a sweet get out the field when he was hurt kind of thing. Marquise Lee, we talked about him being good. Uh, Keenan Allen's kind of been down a little bit over the last couple of weeks. The big news here is Austin Eckler comes in Ooh. as the pass is now back, catches five for 77, five targets, uh, comes in, rushes 10 times, 42 yards for a .2 average. Melvin Gordon doing what Melvin Gordon does, not his yards per carry. is never that good. He's been vital in the passing game. Are we worried now? The Austin Eckler's going to come in here and do some damage to Melvin Gordon. I mean, yes. I Mild, actually, mildly, I mean, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm not worried because I own Austin Eckler in two leagues. I picked him up for free. Now, so I'm kind of happy. I mean, I'm not jumping to bandwagon because Austin no, Eckler no, did no, no. fumble with a minute 28 sure. left there, and then they bring back in Melvin Gordon. He's past the catching back. But I think it might be a little bit a sign of, like, I am going to look. I, I think I mentioned this earlier in the year, too. I think this is the year after this year after the big year last year, and then he has a good year this year that you want to get out for Melvin Gordon. I, I agree. Um, one of those guys who's, a, you know, uh, targets, amount of targets he sees and opportunity gets makes him a viable running back. I definitely recommend getting out for Melvin Gordon, though, after this year. Hopefully he can rebound from this week, sure. and he doesn't get fa- – obviously, it's, worst it's, case, he gets yeah, fade it's, back. It's not, not always going to be as bad as 1.7 yards per carry, but um, – I think that kind of is what he is, you know. Not, not, not in between tackles, runner. Yeah, exactly. A little so. bit too fragile. And that breakaway speed wasn't is what we thought it was going to be coming out of Wisconsin. Right. So one of those guys that has really good startup value right now. Very hot. You get a lot in return, I think, for Melvin Gordon. I am going to make a push for him to try and get. Like I mentioned, we talked about this on that podcast as well. I would have no problem giving up Melvin Gordon and my first round pick and something else. To get one one Saquon Barkley, I agree with that. I think it's an upgrade. Me too. Yeah. So if you're, I have, I mean, you're upgrading the position. Most likely, if you have Melvin Gordon, most likely you're probably at least in the middle of the pack. I see. I mean, I see here. Melvin Gordon similarly to Jay Ajayi. To be honest, that uh, bad. Eh, it maybe I I see Jay Ajayi a little bit better than you do, and okay, I think yeah. and I, I, I think and I think I see Melvin Gordon a little lower than you do. So that's why I see him in similar lights. I like Melvin Gordon better than JHIE, but um, just similar as far as there. I don't. I don't see him as long term assets. Either one of them. I don't see Melvin Gordon as a long term asset either. Uh, he's got his rookie deal. We'll see what happens with that. I again, I'm promoting. I am going to try and get out from. I'm hoping he comes back and has some really good solid games, and you can move him. I've already in our league. I'm in first place. 
I have Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell. I've already tried to move Melvin Gordon for AJ. Green. I tried to make a move for. I offered Melvin Gordon for AJ Green. Right. And I think I offered another like receiver, and he said no. He wanted Leonard Fournette, and he was pretty firm on. It. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you Melvin for Leonard Fournette because he's my future. I don't right. think Melvin Gordon's my future. I've already tried to start the wheels in motion. I've made multiple offers actually for Melvin Gordon in multiple two different leagues. I have him in, and that's before this week. So I was already kind of ahead of this sure. before it came along. So this week hurts that a little bit. So obviously I'm gonna get no traction this week. Right. But yeah, he definitely falls in that category of. I made a joke earlier like, oh, I'm gonna offer. Uh, Le'Veon Bell for 1-1. What do you think about that? I was never going to do that. The whole plan was trying to offer. I was realistically trying to figure out a way to offer Melvin Gordon and probably a couple more pieces that sure. I can. Like I have, I don't have a first in that league, but I was like, okay, if I can get away and offer a Melvin Gordon and a receiver, you know, or a Melvin Gordon and this to get that Saquon Barkley, I'd feel pretty good about it. Sure. So I definitely recommend, and you're behind me on this one, Melvin Gordon, hey, 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 ho, at the end of 2017, you got to go. Because mm-hmm. listen, your game lately, U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, move on. Let's get some of these. It's, we're over an hour now into the podcast. Oh, let's uh, let's scam through these games pretty quickly, right? Uh, Giants. 40, oh no, Cowboys. Oh no, Texans. Rams. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins still the number one overall fantasy receiver in PPR league. Seven catches, 111 yards. Still gonna done with Tom Savage. That's the DeAndre Hopkins I know. I love him. I think he's boosted himself back in the dynasty startup category of the number three overall stat uh, dynasty startup. Who would you rather have? Tell me right now. Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins in a dynasty league? Go. DeAndre Hopkins is the correct answer, and I'll tell you why. It's because I mean it's just because age thirty, you know, yeah. obviously um, Antonio Brown's age and his quarterback's age, and DeAndre Hopkins Ooh. is much younger and he's got a much better young, you know, rookie quarterback. Obviously, he has an ACL, but he'll be back. If, I only you know. like you because of your brains. Oh, no. we forgot to mention Will Fuller cracked his ribs. He's gonna miss a couple games. Why? No, why? Because he's fragile. He is, he's a he's a small framed individual. We'll call him that. What do you do with turds? I flush them. Yeah, personally. Again, we yeah, okay. Other side of the ball, we obviously mentioned Robert Woods, a monster game. Just in case we were talking about it earlier, we didn't mention his stats. Eight catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. One of those obviously came off a 94 yard catch, but he's turned into the Rams' deep threat. Listen, Jared Goff is the real deal. This kid's accuracy is fantastic. I'm a. He's proven why he's in the one one. Uh, pick in the NFL draft. I I agree. I had him, you know, as my top rated quarterback last year. I mean, but it turns out you really couldn't go wrong with either one of them. Carson Wentz is looking amazing as well. So. Yeah, because I would definitely take Carson. I think Carson yeah. Wentz was one of the top dynasty startup quarterbacks. But such a you know, that, again, I don't even care about quarterbacks anyways. Because listen, you're taking Rodgers ahead of everybody. Period. Even the broken clavicle. But that when you, when you go back to youth, you, you come away with Jared Goff. You come away with Derek Carr. Dak you come away Prescott. with Dak Prescott. You come away with uh, Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz. Uh, There's there has been a pretty nice little influx, influx. of quarterbacks that are young that you can feel really right. good about. Before not even before we get some of these older guys like the, that can carry you through. Like Tom Brady, he's going to play for eternity. Right. He's going to be the first grandpa to play in the NFL. I mean, we were talking earlier. I think he may have found a way to stop aging. Um, he might have. Yeah. So. I think his little uh, his uh, his little chef boy over there wrote a book recently too about like Eden Wright or something. I, I bet. Know. 
Nutrition. It's everything. It is. I'm telling you. It's the key. Listen to that Joe Rogan podcast with Chris Kessler, Kessler on it, whatever it is. It's fantastic. Joe Rogan. It's not Cody Kessler. No. It's, no. <laughs> it's Chris Kessler. Uh, My two favorite podcasts. Chris Hardcore Kessler. History of Dan Carlin and the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. Love them. Listen to them every time I can. Even though Hardcore History only comes out once every six months. Um, and then obviously our boy Cooper Cup catches six catches for 47 yards on seven targets. He's so reliable. He is so reliable. You know what we mentioned him too when we when he was coming out? This is exactly what we mentioned him as somebody who's going to be a really consistent wide receiver three for the next six to seven years. Going to get you about 10 points a game, catch a touchdown, get you those a little bit higher games like that, have a game here and there. But somebody's going to be pretty reliable. This is what we mentioned running backs, to be fair. Hey, this is what he is. This is what Cooper Cup is. A guy's going to catch anywhere from four to seven balls for about 40 to 80 yards and occasionally get a touchdown to really give you a big game. But somebody like, you know, he's your consistent wide receiver three. If he's your wide receiver four, that's even better for matchup plays. But somebody that you won the draft high in the second round because you're going to be able to count on him for a very long time to come. And it looks like we hit pay dirt on that one as well. Kudos to you. Kudos to me. Kudos, my friend. Cookies for all. All right. Now let's move on to the Cowboys-Falcons game. Zeke Elliott out the window. The rest of those running backs, no thanks. Yeah, and Dak Prescott got sacked like eight times. So um, Yeah, that's, that's they had to no pull good. that left tackle because he was so bad. Adrian Claiborne went in there like he was like he was like the reincarnation of Lawrence Taylor. Six sacks for Adrian Claiborne in one game. That's a lot of – that's three men. That's ridiculous, man. That is unbelievable. Uh, so Tyron Smith was out of this game in case you just didn't know that. That's why they performed – him and Zeke out. Um, the offense just wasn't itself – um, they're in trouble. Yeah, they need to get one of them back. You no know? wonder Jerry Jones is so mad at Roger Goodell. Yeah, no kidding. Roger Goodell is trying to submarine him. He's trying to submarine my fantasy team, and, too. And I, had, got, I had Dak starting. <laughs> yeah, he start, and Freeman's got a like concussion, right? right. We didn't so mention this, that earlier either. He's probably going to sit this week. Right, he's probably going to sit. This is his uh, second concussion of the year, which is no good, man. Yeah, and when Freeman do, doesn't play, Tevin Coleman gets 100 yards right. every Time. So, so start to help Tevin Coleman next week. No big deal. Absolutely. Giants 49ers. Uh, on the 49ers side, they finally get their first win. Uh, send The 49ers. Yes, they get their first win. Right. Guarantee that Ben McAdoo is going to get fired because he's terrible. Uh, nothing. Honestly, besides Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, there's nothing to see here on the Giants side. Right. We already mentioned that. Shepard comes in, 11 catches, 142 yards, 13 targets. I think he's a really reliable slot receiver i think guys like evan ingram and odell beckham help him other side of the ball obviously you had that heartfelt moment with marquise goodwin we didn't know about the right. passing of his son right uh you know thoughts out to him that's I can't even, that's a terrible terrible thing so good to see him get that touchdown you know and i'm sure that made him feel you know some kind of spiritual sure thing. not yeah it will yeah. never make you feel better but um you know and, it is what it is and same thing on the on 49ers side there's nothing to see here there's carlos hyde and yeah, and, and Breida didn't do that bad either. He scored a touchdown and uh, chipped in fifty-five yards. So, yeah, both of those guys were, uh, you know, if you if you started them and hoped, hey, something will happen. At least they gave you a little nothing something. to see here. Right. Kyle Huchek did a little bit of something, something. Just met at his brother's house for my business the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I called up. He gave me his last name. I'm like, I'm not even going to ask because with a name like last name like Huchek, right. you've got to be related to Kyle, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, figured. Um, moving on, Patriots, Broncos, Patriots just keep on oh, strumming. They just totally dismantled um, the Denver Broncos. So it looks like Deion Lewis has really kind of over the last couple of weeks established himself as the guy in that kind of carousel. Mike Gillisley, inactive. Uh, you can cut him. 
You can cut him. No, yeah, he's not really doing anything. Uh, so, Dan Lewis is 27 years old. Over the last, I think, four weeks, he's got at least 10 carries in those games over the last 10 weeks. He has really established himself as the guy over those last 10 weeks as well. What do we do with Deion Lewis? Do you just try to move him now as a hot hand? You know, do you just, hey, what can I get for Deion Lewis? Is this long? We all know New England can't be trusted. Right. I mean, as long as the owner that you're trading him to doesn't know that, then, uh, yeah, trade him. Because, I mean, I own him. I am, I'm having a hard time even, you know, I have in that league, I have some other running backs that I would start ahead of him. So he's just, like, kind of rotting on my bench. Have you put any offers out there to see have you like thrown the line, cast a line out there to see if anybody gets a nibble? I haven't, no. But I mean, I think he's sitting there on my. You Would you know. take a third? Uh, no, I'd probably just hold him for that. For the third? Yeah, I think I would take a third. For I'd, him. I'd definitely do it for a second. Oh yeah, for a second, no brainer. You know what? I think for somebody who like me, the Zeke owner, sure, that just lost the Zeke, sure, hit him up, hit him up with that Dion trade for a second, sure, and it's good value. I. I I, I'm overly concerned about, you know, 20, he's only 27, but he's, he's got an injury history. It's New England. Right, you know? and it's New now England. Now Rex Burkett just had a good game, so now, sure. you know, Bill might be like, oh, Rex, you're you're up now. Right. You're, it's it's very, I mean, who knows? There might be a game plan where um, he needs Gillisley, and he Gillisley's active, and he pounds him, you know? So once the weather turns, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Bill. Other side of the team in the Broncos worth another let's mention this again a waiver wire pickup it looks like Cody Latimer that's right Cody Latimer he's still around has locked himself in as the number three receiver there in Denver uh big acrobatic receiver yeah I mean he's, uh, he's the 6'2 6'3 215 like Illinois Indiana? Indiana yeah you know real intriguing prospect coming out when we were covering and watching tape on him and I think this is his fourth year third or fourth year comes in you know, Demaris is a little bit older, Emmanuel Sanders. Let's see what the kid's got. He's got, he saw five targets, caught three of them for 28. Worth a stash, would you say? Uh, I mean. Very low stash. It's a stash. Yeah. It's I mean, if, if you have a roster a spot. A small stash, like Hitler's stash. <laughs> Jesus. If you, yeah, um, if you have a spot, yeah, sure, Cody's Cody's worth it. But um, Deep I mean, stash. Not like You're not cutting anybody significant, but you can, you can cut like somebody you know you will never need. For he's him. a deep stash. We'll put it that Because you never way. know. An injury, something like that comes through, and he comes up, he steps up, and he can lock himself in. He's the kind of guy that has the upside that he makes him worth a stash than somebody that does not have any upside, like a Paul Perkins. Right, right. You know? No, absolutely. Mike Gilsley. I'd cut Mike Gilsley and I'd rather have Cody Latimer, for example. Okay. Uh, finally, the Monday night game, the Dolphins, they blow terribly. Um, let me, you know, They start off pretty hot, look pretty good. Huh? Let, me, let me get my crystal ball here. Oh, boy. <sighs> Will the Dolphins win any more games? Oh, no. This doesn't sound good. Crystal Ball says barely. Barely? So maybe one more, huh? Five five and 11 you're giving him? Uh, maybe six and 12. Jake Cutler just looks um, horrible. He doesn't look, He literally doesn't even care out there. He looks like he does not give a crap. No. So still like Jarvis Landry, still like Devontae Parker. That's about it. And then on uh, the New England side, Dovin Fenches, he's proved us wrong. Kenyon Drake's have, had a couple of good games as well as, as the feature guy since Yeah, you know what? He hasn't looked back. You know, he, he sure. went in the third round. He went high in the third round, kind of threw us off a little bit there. I thought it was a little higher than he would go in the NFL draft. When he did go, if he can keep this up, he might prove. You know, you're actually right. He might prove they can kind of be the right. guy maybe going to next year. He Average 11.7. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't looked bad at all. So 
Yeah, I mean, Damian Williams is locked in as a passing catcher and running back because that's all he can really do. But he did, you're right, he hasn't looked that bad. Right. I mean, he ripped off a 66-yard gain, so, I mean, that helps. That does help a lot, drastically. Then you go in, Then he went 6'4", 14? Yeah, 16, 12, 13, 14. Either way, I'm right. not a congressman, and that's underage. Oh, boy. So, uh, another side, Jonathan Stewart actually had a, broke 100 yards. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling for Look 110 yards, man. Look at this guy. Crazy. Trade him quick. Trade him for anything. Seriously. Anything. Seriously. You see a nice sandwich on the counter, take that sandwich and give him Jonathan Stewart in return. Uh-huh. Hopefully they take that as compensation. <laughs> take a bite out of it or lick it so you, they won't take it back. That's my maneuver. That is your maneuver. I've seen you do it. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> I've licked stuff and said, I'll give it back to you. It's it's mine now. Mine now. I'm that guy. Yes, you So are. that's it. That's our week in review. Obviously another minute. You know, these, God, these in-season shows sometimes, the hour and 15s. <laughs> I love in the off season when we don't have to do that when they're forty nine minutes to an hour. That's perfect. So that is perfect. My eye, my eyeballs just want to close right now. They're I had a big st- cup of coffee. They're getting so tired. I gotta do some work after this. Oh well, good luck. But in the meantime, I want to give a shout out to all those that have given us a rating review over the last three and a half years to get us to that magical number of four hundred. Uh, I genuinely appreciate it. I read every single one of them, um, and it, it does. It makes me feel. It gives me a little tingle inside. It makes me feel good. I appreciate them. Um, and the fact that we've managed a five-star rating, too, that's pretty great. Awesome. So, But you know what? If you haven't had a chance to be a part of that 401, there's still time. Yeah. Get out there and give us a rating review. I mean, I personally am waiting for uh, 500, and, and that's when I maybe, – maybe at 499, I'll put my 500th in. I'll put in my, my rating review. Wait, you never, let us a, you never left us a rating review? Nope. Huh. It's kind of a dick move. I know. I guess it would be kind of cons- – Potentially to kind of leave your own show or interview. Right. I did when it first started. I'm of one of course the first ones. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this show's great. The show's awesome. You should definitely listen. Yeah. Quote the author guy. I don't even know what it, I mean, it was three and a half years ago, so sure. I don't remember. But sure. So you never left us a rating review? No, I'll leave a rate and review. Huh. Was when that, it's significant. Well, you know, it was pretty good. You know, I mean, I guess we never really hounded, like, that would be kind of a dick movie just when all our friends were like, hey, can you get a, you have an iPhone? Can you leave us a rating review? Right. That'd be kind of weird, huh? It would be. You think our friends even know we do a podcast? Some of them. Yeah. You think any of them listen? <laughs> Some of them. Some of the ones that we're in leagues with probably do, just so we uh, could steal our could well, steal our. I know they all knowledge. listen to our rookie shows. Right. Well, then again, so does most of the United States listen to our rookie shows, because that shit is damn good. Oh. Um, so get ready, because it's coming soon, because the season's almost over. In the meantime, make sure to check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. We have articles going up there all the time. Our rankings are up there. Our podcasts are up there. Articles are up there. And it's just a damn good site. Yep. I like it. And don't forget, we have that Facebook group going out. That thing is off the chain taking off, man. Yes, it is. You go on there, you hit join the chat. So much good fantasy talk on there. I highly recommend it. Go to the website, click on chat, join the Facebook group group, group uh, Facebook group today. Great conversations. Great way to get some opinions and analysis as well. There's some very knowledgeable people on there, um, and you people know who you are. In the meantime, we'll be back next week as we enter week 12, and we're finally going to get ready for the playoff push Gearing here. Gearing up for the playoffs, yep. Um, and maybe we'll talk a little playoff. I think maybe we should wait till week 13, maybe talk some playoff strategy possibly. Sure. You know, it's as simple as to start your best lineup. Yeah, you got to start your best <laughs> players on your best teams because they'll be playing for something still. Yeah, but don't forget, don't don't forget now still the time. Don't be afraid to, make, to overpay to make that piece to help you win a ship because remember, I want to end it on this. We always play to win. We say it all the time, but it, we got to reinforce it every week going forward. We play to win. Not to have the best roster, not to have the most draft picks. We play for the championship. 
True. So this is it. Time's running out, folks. A couple more weeks to those playoffs start. Don't be left in behind. Don't be don't be with the sixth team, seventh team, eighth team. Nobody wants those picks. Nope. You want that twelfth pick, baby. That's right. So let's do it. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe. Hasta luego. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.